Comedy LOL Podcast Network. Like the, the red pill scene, I'm like sending that to my friends that are like, I'm like, they're asking questions. I'm like, here. Um, so what I was going to say was, um, oh man, did I totally forget what I was going to say? It's quite possible. Oh. Getting out people. Um, I said I was being verbally crucified. Yeah. And then I'm in a state of mind that's better than the people that have been stuck inside. Yeah, I think that's that's really important is to uh, get out. But I forgot what I was going to say. It'll come back to me, though. I, you know what it is? I realized something. I have a superpower, and it's that I can forget things, but I have automatic recall. But the only way it works is if I try not to remember it. I got to go on to something else, and then it'll pop up to distract me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a... <laughs> so that's great. I've used it, trying to use it to my advantage. But I have a quote here. So let's start with this quote and then we can get our show started uh the quote today is the conscience uh, here we go the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in the democratic society those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government which is the true ruling power of our country and that quote is by edward bernays all right, so I normally start off talking about my thoughts on the quote. You go first, and then I'll jump in. Yeah, all right. Well, Edward Bernays, um, he was related to Sigmund Freud. I believe it was his nephew. I believe that's what it was. I've heard that a few times. And so he was really, though, he was deep more. He was more deep into psychology, and uh, he was pretty much known as, like, the godfather of advertising in this country because of all. he was the one who, you know, I, he wrote this book. Um, forgive me, I can't remember the name of it right now. It'll come back to me. But anyway, he wrote this book and it was very monumental in that because it was all about psychology. It was all about groupthink and how to sway the masses and how to change opinion and how to insert opinion and all this stuff. And it's really amazing. Um, and the reason I wanted to use the quote was because that I feel anytime there's a bunch of people on one side, an argument or another, and they're ready to like scream at each other. I, I feel like it's important to bring this up because sometimes people don't know why they ha- why they have or they think they have this opinion, but it's something that they might have heard on the news. Um, so I think it's always important to step back and kind of look at your opinion and and question it. So I feel bringing a quote like this to light just lets people know that there are people in high places that think of these things and they they do try to sway public opinion. And so, you know, I constantly question myself, you know, is this right? What am I thinking? What am I doing? Where did this come from? Does this hold up? You know, am I just thinking this because other people do? So I feel like I'm going to use my example to just um, show other people that maybe they can discern for themselves a little bit, you know, or if they feel like they're hearing an opinion and they're getting very frustrated in what's going on in the world that, hey, there's other people. And, uh, you know, maybe it's happening on purpose. So you could just kind of take a deep breath and remember that, uh, you know, eat that strawberry. We're all here to have a good time and enjoy ourselves and to learn. So no matter how stressed out and crazy 
it's getting uh it's always good to take a step back what about you what did you think of this quote well just going off of what you said i think it's important to realize that there are some people that do like and i and i'm using this phrase loosely or this term loosely there's people that do like being manipulated or being told what to think or what to do and those people kind of i think there's a sense of security there of they don't really have to think of anything then or it's just like i'm gonna believe what i'm told um and i think there's a certain type of person that says well, no, I'm going to hear what you're saying, but I'm going to question it and try and figure it out for myself. Um, reading through this quote, it kind of reminded me of some of the schooling I went to because I went to Catholic schooling my whole life, um, Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school, Catholic university. And then um, even my grad school was religiously affiliated. And, you know, you have to take religion classes and they tell you all of these things about uh, about Christianity and like the way that you're supposed to live. And it's like, I mean, some of them I can adhere to, right. You know, do not kill in my head. I was like, I wasn't even thinking about that, but I wasn't even thinking about doing that. But there's other things where they tell you like contemporary moral issue wise, where it's like, well, we believe this. It's like, wait, why do we believe this? And you're using a collective we, but it really should be a you, you believe that. And I'm going to figure out what I believe, but it's not going to be part of this collective we. And if it is, it's going to be my choice to be part of that based on what I know or what I've found out. Um, So I think it's really interesting because, you know, I think it applies not just to like government, you know, but it could apply to religion or even like familial things. um, You know, what you're brought up with and how your family kind of teaches you different aspects of life. um, And you just don't question it. You just do it. I think. Living out in California, I've definitely seen there's like a New England way of thinking that I have um, that might just be associated with my family. But it's just because I grew up there and I have these stigmas about people from other parts of the country. But it's because I wasn't living there. I'm sorry, I've gone off on a tangent. Um, But I feel like um, that's just in relation to what you were saying. I like this quote because I feel like it makes you think. It makes you really question any bit of information that you get. And that is something that I feel like we should all be doing. There are some things I think that are inherent facts, but a lot of things are not facts. They're just presented that way. Um, And you look around and you see people just kind of feeding into this and being like, yeah, that's what I heard. And it's like, well, just because you heard it doesn't mean that's what we have to do. And I don't, I don't know why, besides that, I think, again, like I think about some people, I think there's a sense of security there of being like, well, I'm okay being controlled and being told what to do because then I don't have to do it. And it's like, how hard is it to think? I don't know. Yeah. Well, people that do that, unfortunately are just trying to pass off their own personal responsibility onto somebody else. And I, I, I don't blame them. It's because it's the way that we are. It's the way the society creates humans. Um, We're always taught from a young age to look externally for our validation, to not look within. The voice within is the devil. Don't listen to that voice. Um, You know, whatever you do, you got to listen to what everyone else tells you. That's the right thing. And if not, then shame on you. And I think that what happens is it creates a nation of uh long adults or long children they call them long children like so really like 40 50 60 year old children they have gray hair but they're just they never became adults because they never took their personal responsibility and it's 
you know, I was one of these people until I figured it out and took responsibility and had to look at my actions honestly and uh, heal some behaviors that I had. And I feel that um, if other people did this, then the world would be a much better place. I just did an actual, I just recorded a solo podcast. It was like 30 minutes long on this whole topic. So I'll leave it for that. If you're listening to this, go check it out. It's on the brand of Bonanza. It'll be on there. Um, but what I wanted to say also to bring it back to this quote is that you have that whole perspective of looking at it from New England because it's the puritanistic way of looking at things because we were basically, you know, the puritans were here and we're, we're raised out of that. It's that whole New England mentality. If you got to work, you got to be hard working. You're worthless. What are you just lazy? And, uh, you know, and I think it's great because we can bring that to this card because we're talking today about the three of wands. And if you look far out in the distance, there's sailboats or ships out there that could be like the Puritans sailing into this new place. So, um, you know, I guess, hi, Ashley, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. I feel like this week has, it's dragged on. And so for all of our listeners who have been on this career journey here with me about not having a job, I was brought back to my job temporarily, potentially. Um, so this was my first, like, it technically wasn't my first full-time week, but it, the, the, work has started kind of piling up and it's just been a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm like already like over it. Um, so I'm very excited. It's the weekend and I'm very excited to be recording today and to not have to be sitting, creating formulas and budgets all day. How are you doing? Oh, I am just doing lovely. Um, I think that right now it's, this is just such a crazy time with everything that's happening. And that everything that's happening, it's we're too close to it for people to even register it. So I'm just one of these people I feel that uh, because of my the way I look at things and the way I look at history and I look at things very wide, you know, I'm kind of seeing where it could go and, and what this means. And it's kind of blowing my mind. But people around me, it's like oh, they just want to get back to the way it was. Let's get back to normal. You know, we had enough of this stuff, which I get, but it's I don't know. It's it's weird. But I've been trying to, uh, instead of letting that knowledge, instead of letting that, you know, that discourage me and get me depressed or whatever, because I'm like, damn, they're not seeing what's happening. I'm actually looking at it in a positive way because I feel that um, I'm just happy that I have this perspective on it. And I'm also just very happy that uh, um, I'm not. I, I can allow myself to not be affected. You know, I could just mm -hmm. go on living my life and I've been doing that and I just been pretty much ignoring it, you know, cause this is how I feel. You know, if, if there's behavior going around me that I don't approve of, I could either directly say something about it. And I feel that's what I'm doing through like podcasts and videos I'm doing. And then I can also ignore it. Whereas when there's good behavior, I could praise that behavior, you know? So a lot of stuff I just been ignoring or kind of like laughing at people, you know? Uh, so, I'm just trying to take it that way instead of letting myself go crazy. So um, I guess it's been a pretty positive week, I could say. Do you know what's so interesting about what you just said is that you were saying how people keep saying they want to go back to how things were. And we've talked a lot in this podcast about patterns and history. And it's like you're not learning anything here. You just want to go back. And it's like this regression back to this naive perspective, potentially. And it's like, try and get something here, try and, and, and come to some kind of realization, but there's not that, you know? 
No, there isn't. And I remembered what I wanted to say at the beginning of the podcast. Um, and what that is, is uh, don't be discouraged, though. Just like I said, I'm not discouraged because it doesn't take. So somebody was saying this on a podcast. I can't remember what it was. They were saying, like, you don't have to go next door and convince your neighbor and convince everybody um, of what we're saying here. Right. All we have to do is get a few more people like there's so many more people that know a few more people and then you could just kind of tip the way society thinks and most people will just go along with it you know and i feel that's why a lot of people are going along with things right now even though they might seem a little crazy or foreign to them they might not want to do it they're just kind of going along because they just want it to be they just want to live their lives and that's the best thing about humans most people just want to live their lives and and go about their life and so they'll just do things if it's easy fine i'll just do it whatever all right just can i just go do what I got to do. All right, cool. That's how I feel. But I think if enough people stand up and say, listen, uh, you know, the adults are standing up now. We had enough of this. You had enough fun. And uh, this is how it's going to be. And then just live their life. What what could people honestly do? You know, that, I think that's how real change, positive change gets affected without anybody getting hurt because you just kind of turn away from what you don't want to do and do your thing, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and I feel like that even ties into this idea that we were kind of talking about last week of of accumulating things and this like materialism of like turn away from that. You're being told like that's going to make things better, you know, or and I see so many people doing this now, like you want to buy a mask and it's like they've turned this and they're like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, no, you're playing on people's fears and and you're playing on the situation of but being like and you could do this but now you just i'm just i i'm over it yeah it's it, the thing is i 100 percent i'm with you but you know you got to remember everything's okay because that's what they have to do these you know people have to go that's their karma that's like the whole concept that's their karma that they have to work out until they realize what their dharma is and then they get on their path and now they're no longer creating karma or working it off they're on their path you know so it's what they they have to do that they have to see you know they have to feel that feeling and and later on, it works on them. And, you know, it's just the way it works. So it's the it's like a um, I try to look at it as like a training program. You know, we're here to be to train as gods. And if we want to be gods, we've got to know what it's like to be the people who we create and we rule. And right now we're the people who we created. So I don't know. It's like a game. It's kind of like that. Not exactly. But, you know, anyway, this podcast is about tarot, right? <laughs> what we're talking about tarot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about the three of wands. So we'll look at the three of wands in the Rider Waite deck. Normally for this part of the podcast, I describe the card and then we go into initial thoughts before we go into the different pieces of it and then talk about how it applies to various types of readings. Okay. So I actually have it physically in my hand today. Normally, um, I'll, I have like a picture on my phone that I'm looking at or um, the notes that I've written down, but I kept these out today, um, both of them. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> to all what you just said. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the card. I see a bright yellow background and there's a figure in the center and they're standing on what looks like kind of a grassy, sandy hill. There's three wands, one on the left side that's kind of behind their left shoulder and one kind of diagonally behind their right shoulder. And then their right hand is holding on to uh, the third staff. They're wearing a red like cloak with like this green cape thing over it. And then there's like this black and yellow sash 
and they've got this blue sleeve. It looks like almost like they're having a halo on their head. And we don't see their face because they're facing outward or facing towards the back of the card. And it looks like they're looking out onto an ocean, but the ocean is illuminated yellow because of, I'm guessing, the sun. And then at the far back of the card, we see these like purplish mountains. Now, if you really want to see what the card looks like, take a look at our Instagram at Terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L and the number two. Um, Brandon posts those every week so you can actually see what it looks like and get your own thought there. Okay, initial thoughts. What did you think? Um, That's on Instagram, everybody. Just letting you know. They should know. Uh, Initially, I thought this really reminded me of the previous card that we just covered, the Two of Wands. Mm -hmm. There's a lot in common. And it also looks to me like it's like twilight, like it's the golden hour or it's it's just about like the sun's just about to go down. So it kind of it gives me the feeling of somebody that's looking over um, on a day's work. Well done. He looks kind of like he's maybe he he did some work and he's looking out over everything he has accomplished for the day and he's happy. So that's kind of what I'm seeing right there. Those are the vibes I'm getting. That's what I got originally when I looked at this card. What about you? Yeah, when I looked at it, I thought of like looking to the future, kind of leaving the past in the past um, and turning away from it, moving forward um, and looking for something new. Uh, But, you know, now that I'm looking at it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of I believe it's the moon card that has those like two towers there. Yep. He's right in between them. Yep. Um, well, we can get to that in a, in a second. Okay, so let's talk about the different pieces here of the card. Um, let's start off with, well, let's start off with that then, the the wands themselves. What did you think? Um, it, it's like a doorway. It reminds me there's like a precipice he's standing upon, especially because you see that he's up above a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it might not be on the top of a mountain, but he's definitely at least on like a dune or he's up above things. So he can he has so he has a clear vision of where he's going. And it looks like he kind of has a choice whether he can either maybe continue through this door or maybe not. You know, it looks like he's peering through to see what he wants to do. So these wands really have that um, feeling for me. Like I remember when I was a kid, we would walk. And if there was like two trees, you know, if we were walking and somebody walked in between them or there's two signposts, somebody walked in between, then we were like, you're in a different dimension. If you don't walk this way, like we'd always say that to each other. So it kind of reminds me of that where it's like, um, you know, you're coming, you're following this way, because if not, you're going to have a different perspective. Because if there's somebody standing on the right of those wands and grasping it with their left hand, they're going to see things in a different manner. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I'm getting from the way the wands are positioned here. Um, what I, I initially, when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, it looks like he has kind of like a staff in his hand, but now looking at it, it looks like all of these are kind of firmly planted. Mm-hmm. And it almost looks like he's moving away from the one solitary one towards it. For me, it's almost like he's siding with the majority here. Um, like he's deciding to go along with what everyone else thinks. And maybe that's going to help him on his journey. I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but I, I, and I'm looking at it, and the two, one, the one that he has his hand on, and then the one on the left hand side seem very comparable in size, and the other one maybe because it's closer to the front part of the card, perspective wise, it doesn't look as big. 
but I love that they're all very large wands. Like they're very structured. They're very firmly planted in the ground. Um, yeah. I, now that I'm really looking at it, I, I feel like I'm changing my perspective in terms of, I look like, it looks like they're making that doorway. And to me, it looks like he's gravitating towards what everyone else says. What that's like that poem. That's like, I came upon two paths and I took the one less traveled. To me, it looks like the opposite here. He looks like he's gravitating towards the one that has more plants. Like maybe more people have done that. Or maybe on the flip side, there's more because less people have gone there. So there's more plants that are able to grow. <laughs> yeah, like a path, like a hiking path that nobody really goes. It gets mm-hmm. overgrown. Yeah, no, I hear it. But see, then I'm doing going back to my original thought. I'm so sorry. I'm like speaking in, in circles here. Because if you look at the wand on the left, it's planted and it's there's a green grass. It kind of looks like or at least a green covering on the ground. And the other two look like they're planted more in sand. And it looks to me then like that maybe that grass has been trampled and then killed. So then there are more people that have walked on that right hand side than on the left. Yeah, it, well, it also kind of looks like. If you think of it this way, if you have like a right-hand path and a left-hand path, this could signal walking in the middle, but sometimes you have to lean on the right side. Sometimes you have to lean on the left, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's okay. It's like that saying when people say everything in moderation, especially moderation. So sometimes you got to go a little overboard one way and it's okay. You got to remember that, like, you know, that song, lean on me when you're not strong. (laughs) So sometimes you got (laughs) to lean on that right hand you know maybe they're talking about right brain or maybe uh it's even left brain because it's his right hand and that's sometimes you got to lean on that knowledge or that logic okay let's look at oh sorry i just woke up gizzy um let's look at the um let's look at the sky what were your thoughts on that color of the background it just reminds me of a like we were saying a sunset. It looks like it's the end of the day and it looks very calm. So it's very calming. Um, you know, yellow, I always think of like, uh, like courage. You think of like soldiers because they put out the yellow ribbon and hope and all that stuff. So that's what I'm getting from this. And, you know, the bay is very calm. Everything's really nice. It's all the same color. So it looks like kind of, Sometimes when everything is going really well and really nice, it just blends together as as opposed to some when you have something that's bad, you know, you get that fear reaction and you just focus on one thing. So right now it's kind of like he's just uh, folk taking it all in. That's what I'm getting out of it. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it and I love that it's like it's everything is illuminated. And so maybe that is helping this person figure out what path to take or what they should do next because everything is lit up before them and they can kind of see where they should be going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like because the, now I'm moving into the water um, where we see those ships because the water is that, that yellow golden color. I think it, for me, it's like bringing clarity to his emotions or his thoughts and feelings about what he should be doing. Um, it's, there's no confusion there. It's like, I know what I'm supposed to do because it's lit up. Yeah. And you can also think of it as an alignment between the sky and the ground. I mean, sorry, the, the water in the sky. So you can think of like air and water. So maybe mm-hmm. aligning, aligning that right and left hand that 
air, which is logic, and the water, which is like emotion. <clears throat> so let's move on to the figure themselves standing there. What did you think? It looks like somebody, um, you know, I was saying before, it kind of looks like somebody who's looking out over and happy, but also to me it looks like somebody who has a choice to make. They're making, it looks like they might have made the choice and now they're, um, so maybe they're trying to decide if the choice they made was right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're looking out at what they've created. But all, it really does kind of give that illusion or that um, that image in my mind of like somebody that has to make a choice. But they're really holding on to that right side. So they're really like it, it almost kind of like they're going to fall over if they don't. Yeah. Um, Did you have any thoughts about the color of their clothes? Um, it looks almost like Superman, you know, like I kind of like you see the red cape and the blue arm, but the only thing that obviously throws it off is the green cape, but I'm really getting like a Superman vibe out of this person all of a sudden. Uh, so I don't know. What did you think about the colors? So I was just thinking about the different elements for the different suits. And this suit is the suit of air, right? And so I'm looking at the coloring that they're wearing. They have green, which I would associate then with earth. They've got red that I'd associate with fire and the blue I'd associate with water. And then the other air is this yellow color because, again, it's all it's like kind of like a perfect balance of all of these elements as this person's moving on their journey. And it's kind of like then I look at the little black and yellow thing. It almost looks like maybe because of the light that's on it, a checkered flag. And if I think about um. Obviously, this wasn't like drawn at a time when there was like car racing or anything like that. But the checkered flag, right, normally means like the last lap. And so like maybe this is like, okay, you're on the right path here. Like just keep going. Yeah, I can also say about the green, um, because if you think of green, it's the color of generation, the color of creation. You think of new life as green and three. Mm -hmm represents that very well with the trinity because you have the masculine the feminine they come together to create in the world on the physical plane you know, they come together as a guy and a girl to make a baby but then also on the spiritual they come together to create uh your own existence in your reality so this all comes you know you can look at it as a right and left brain working together to create um so that's also where we can get these colors from because he like he has a base of that blue and then it went to red and now he's got the green so now he's in the creation phase. Well, and now if we're looking at, so if I'm saying that this light, the sun is illuminating everything, and in terms of light mixing, red, blue, and green, you mix those colors of light together and you get white light, which is the entire spectrum of all colors. Um, so maybe there was also that kind of tie-in, potentially. Who knows? Yeah. All right. And then what did you think of the mountains in the background? Uh, well, mountains, to me, I always say that they'll represent some kind of obstacle, either in the past or the future, mm -hmm. if you're not on them right away. So I think that it's, he's kind of looking at his, if you think of him as obstacles in the past, it's something he's taken in. So he's looking at what he's been through. He's conscious of his past and he's using it in that decision that he's making, or he's using it in the creation that he's doing. He's not blind to it. He doesn't have his back to it. He's looking right at it. Yeah. 
Um, I like that, that they're far away and that they're a totally different color. It makes it seem to me like the journey or path he's taking isn't going to necessarily be filled with a ton of struggles. There could be a struggle in the, in the future, which I think obviously we all deal with, with some kind of struggle in our, in our lives. Um, but I think that it's one of those, it's not necessarily going to be part of this, this pathway because it's the path has already been chosen and it's, it's lit up. He knows it's the right thing to do. And maybe if there is some kind of obstacle for him to overcome, at least it's, 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 being exposed and he knows what to expect yeah very true okay any other thoughts on the the different parts of this card before we move on um i i just kind of want to bring up the three leaves that they i see so we have there's a lot of threes going on so you have three rods or three wands um they each have a piece of like leaves coming out three mm-hmm. each and then each of those has three leaves on it so going back again like i said to the power of three it's just showing how it multiplies and multiplies and multiplies and it's literally showing you by growth because it show, it's the green part of the the wand so when you're creating out there that's what you're doing it's the power of three mm-hmm. so yeah go ahead you know, I actually love that you just pointed that out because I did not even realize that uh, that all of the leaves on all of the wands are in groupings of three. Yeah. Oh, with the exception of the one at the top on that his hand is on. There's a tiny little four. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see that. That's cool. Um, And so what I like about that. Oh, do you know what I really like about that? Now adding all them up. The other two have nine leaves. And then this one would have ten. Right, which is that completion of a cycle, and it's the moving on to something different. Yeah, maybe that's why his hand's on there, because he's creating, but he's ready to go to four now, because it's the next step, so he's looking forward. But he's also looking backwards, so by doing that, he's in the present moment, really. And did you have any thoughts about the little sail ships, the sailboats in, in the water? I mean, those, for me, that could represent either the path that he's taken, or maybe contemplating a future path that he might have to take and it has to have to do with a journey over water so maybe he has some emotional work that he has to do or maybe he's done it and that's why it's all calm and those ships are just kind of enjoying the calm oceans of uh, of that so it could go either way what'd you think well now that i'm looking at it i love that there's three ships here that you can see and they're kind of spread out the same way as the wands one on the left side and then two on the right side um and Yeah, and just looking at it, I would say that, again, maybe it's like the one ship on the left is trying to, it doesn't look like he's trying to catch up to the ones on the right. Maybe it's like that's the leadership and the other ones are following them. He's going out to kind of examine what's going on um, and then and then bring back news. Who knows? Um, But I really like that they're that they're spread out that way, because, again, makes me feel like it's pulling us then into that right handed direction there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the as above, so below principle that you learn in Hermetics because you have the three wands positioned right next to him, but then way far away you have the three ships positioned in a similar manner. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay, All right, now I think I'm done talking about it. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we move on to the different types of readings? No. Okay, cool. So um, let's talk about if this came up in a general reading. What would you say to someone? I would say that it looks like this is the point where you 
have probably already made the decision because we were talking about decisions last week. This looks like he already had made the decision because he's grabbing onto it. So he made his choice. So right now this person is living with their choice. They're either looking out at what has occurred because of their choice and they're happy or they're not happy, but mostly this looks really happy. So I would say it's a good card. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you know, you could say to a person, a lot of times when you're contemplating a choice, you already know the answer. You just don't want to admit it to yourself. So this is just a confirmation that you made the right choice and you already know it. Yeah. Um, I said that this is, you know, moving forward in in life, kind of the end of, of an adventure, but the start of something new. Um, you know, maybe it's like traveling or, or going somewhere. Um, it's kind of leaving the past in the past and moving forward with your life. Uh, and like not looking back. And I love that there's no even like tilt of the head whatsoever there. Um, it seems like all this person's hard work has paid off and now they have this lit up pathway before them that kind of like the sky's the limit. They can do whatever they want. Oh, sky's the limit like air. Um, okay. Now let's say this came up in a love reading. What would you say? Uh, this could represent maybe looking back over a past relationship to try to figure out what went wrong. Uh, maybe you're in a new relationship and you're having some of the same problems that you had. So it's, it's good to look back where you came, you know, instead of going through that door, maybe what's going on is this guy is about to walk toward us and he's just turning around to take one last look at where he's been to try to decide where he wants to go. Maybe he's just getting his bearings up here on the top of this mountain. So this can represent that. It also could represent the time in between relationships when you need to get your bearings and um, learn from that past relationship instead of just jumping into the to the next one. Um, what do you think? I said that looking at it, I thought that it was if you're single – it's leaving the past relationships in the past. I think so many times uh, there's a quote from uh, Sex in the City, I believe. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But I think it says something like the only person who pays for what happened in your last relationship is the person in your next relationship. And I think that you just carry that baggage. And as someone kind of going through something like that kind of right now, it's unfortunate that I think that sometimes you carry the those opinions that you've come or the realizations you've come to and you put these these expectations on this new person because of your past relationship without understanding that this is a totally different person. Things will be different. The relationship itself will be different. It's not going to be exactly the same. And the person that you were with the other person that that old significant other is not the person you are now because you've changed and grown and developed. Um, so I'd say if you're single, it's kind of leaving that in the past and keep kind of like leaving your baggage at the door and just going in kind of like clean slate. And I'd say if you're in a relationship, this is an opportunity to kind of grow and expand into a new phase of the relationship. Maybe it's taking a romantic little trip together somewhere, or maybe it's, you know, pursuing something a little bit more serious or having conversations about where your future is, but it's going into a new direction and leaving behind kind of that initial or whatever phase you were in. Look at me doling out relationship advice. I doubt I'm the person to be doing that. But um, all right, let's <laughs> talk about if this came up in a career reading, what would you say? Uh, why don't you go first? Okay, uh, I said that this could be, um, if this was a job, I could see this being like somebody who travels a lot for work, um, or maybe a travel agent kind of helping to 
create different trips and ex, uh, experiences for people. I said that in in a career situation, this could be the start of a new phase. This could be something new, something different. Um, or it could kind of be that aha moment where you're like, oh, I finally understand what I'm supposed to do for this project or for that project. Or I finally know what I want to do, period, like for a job. Um, and it's just like taking that pathway. Now it's all laid out before you. And now you just have to have the courage to move off of this little stoop. Mm, yeah. Um, I like that. I also like what you said about the relationship thing. I think that um, who better but you to give advice because you've been there so you could use your past knowledge. So that's great. Um, but, I, you know, I was while you were talking about that, I was also thinking this card also kind of looks like somebody who got to the top like over the next mountain and is kind of seeing what's in front of him there's like a bounty and like his ship has finally come in you know the ships are here we're saved you know um so in the context of a career maybe this could represent the next big thing you know the next big thing you've been working toward whatever it is and i mean times like these these are the times that, um, you know, if you think that things are going to change, which they already have, and they are going to stay changed, maybe you could figure out a better way to support yourself, a way that you're more aligned with nature and a way that you feel better about doing it. Mm-hmm. So this could definitely signal that. Um, and this is the time to do it, you know, go out there and invent, I don't know, invent a new kind of toilet paper or something, <laughs> you know, start making bidets, kill it out there. Yep. Or like a murder hornet uh vest i don't know like (laughs) (laughs) there's so many ways that you could like probably prosper in this new uh brave new world that we find ourselves in so yeah i think that's uh what that this that could represent and if you are you know say you're somebody who lost your job this could represent um not giving up and um really trusting your instincts on what to do next Sometimes things got to get worse before they get better. And sometimes they don't get better. You just got to make the best of your situation. So that could be this too. And it's all a matter of perspective, right? If there's somebody who's always going to look at something like in a pessimistic way, everything is going to be negative to them. I know somebody like that. It was somebody that uh, was my old roommate. It was like, everything is like, woe is me. I shouldn't have done this. Of course this would happen to me. You know, it's like that episode of The Simpsons. Do you remember with Frank Grimes? And it was like, he he, he goes to Homer's house for uh, for dinner and they make lobsters. And then at the end, he's like, and I can do whatever I want because I'm Homer Simpson. And he just is like, always like, everything bad always happens to him. I've had such a hard life. And it's like, a lot of people have had hard lives. It's just a matter of looking at it and saying, I'm not going to let this define me. I'm choosing to be in a good place and have a good temperament and be positive and optimistic because sometimes that's, that's more than half the battle. And if you look at things in a positive way, sometimes positive things start to happen. Yeah. And and then sometimes when bad things happen, um, it, it's just the way things go and it's what's going on in the, the more you accept it, the more or the less that you'll deny it and the more you could uh the quicker you could start to actually remedy the situation so you know it's Mm -hmm. it's you know you also got to remember the bad feelings and the negative feelings come up it's okay to feel them you don't want to push them down let them out and just express them in a positive way um you know paint create art sing make comedy that's what we do making podcasts that's what we're doing (laughs) Mm mm-hmm 
And I think that's something so important that we should also do is is find humor in maybe even the negative. There's something so cathartic about about finding a way to to laugh. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to die anyway, you might as well laugh about it. And, uh, you right. know, if you're going to I was thinking this, I'm like, if if I ever have to do like go out and do a protest or whatever or go to one, I should like think of jokes to like tell the to the police to try to make them laugh. Because if you can make them laugh, like, how are they going to beat you up if they're laughing at you? That'd be hilarious, like, hitting you with a stick as they're laughing. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> that'd be great if you could pull that off. But, yeah, that's what it is, man. I think that's what humans have been doing for however long. Uh, the ones that get through are the ones that could uh, make light of the situations and survive. That's a, that's a big part of it. You have to be positive because if not, you think you could just give up, you know, you'll just give up. Right. Okay. Any final thoughts on this card before we move on? Uh, yeah. Don't give up, everybody. Just laugh. But no, I think that's good. I think we're good with this card. <laughs> yeah, I like this card. I feel like um, I-, I feel such a connection to it, to the position of this person in their life. And again, maybe that's just because of where I am right now. Anywho, let's move on for the next. Part Actually, of the- one thing I did. Well, sorry, really quick to cut, uh, not to cut you off, but if you see the three on the top of the card. Right. And then you look down at the three uh, wands, they're positioned to where it doesn't look like it's the same. You know, it looks like the two wands are over to the right. But again, it just goes back to your perspective, because if you were looking at this and you took like three steps to the right, it's possible they would all line up. So I think that's important to remember to go again. Maybe it's another message they're trying to give you. It's all about perspective. Maybe these rods are equally distant but we just can't tell because the way we're looking at it. So um, it's always important to remember that. Exactly. It's all a matter of perspective. Okay, go ahead. All right. So for (laughs) the next part of the podcast, we look at the same card, but in a different deck. And for this part, Brandon gives a description of the card, and then we kind of talk our initial thoughts on it. All right. We're talking about the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck, as we do every week. And this is the Three of Wands. This one is named Virtue. This card, it's very simple. It's basically just an orange background. And right in the middle, we have three different wands with, it looks like flowers at the top, and they're yellow wands. And in the background, it looks like we have some kind of, like, star or maybe flower petals coming out of it, emanating out of it. And that's also orange, just a little bit darker orange with the highlighted. And then above the center wand with the flower on top, we have a circle with a dot uh and then below it we have the v aries aries yes all right and uh that's about it if you want to check it out go to terrible two on instagram t-r-o-t-b-u-l-l the number two so what did you think so for me this flower looked like a tulip um, which I think is really nice in terms of like for spring April flowers like you just sent me that meme <laughs> world showers bring me flowers <laughs> that's right um and i love that it's kind of on top of these wands last week i was those those wands did not look like wands to me they they looked very like fat and like hard to hold on to and handle and these to me look like scepters 
almost like fairy scepters or something, um, something maybe a nymph would have, um, like in the forest. And I love, like I said, the flowers on the top and, and tulips are often used to promote like love and symbolize love, which I think is weird because the first thought I had when I first looked at this card is it reminded me so much of the three of, uh, swords with the three swords in the heart. And it's oh, like yeah. raining. The Rider Waite deck. Yeah. Yeah. That's exact. Like when I first, like, all that's all I saw was like, instead of going through the heart, they're going through the star. And whereas that symbolized to me like heartbreak and maybe heartache, this maybe is like new life. You know, it looks like this star is kind of expanding out and, and it's, these are like helping or like dissecting it, but um, in a positive way. Yeah, you can look at that because if you're thinking of three, it's the number of creation. But if you look at cups, sometimes when you create, it's not always pleasant. Sometimes um, it is something that's going to be very emotional. But then when you're looking at the wands with the fire, it's a totally different creation process. And I think that's what they're symbolizing here. And I love that there's a 10-pointed star right in the middle of Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Because then it makes it, what, 16, I guess, all together for counting the emanations of the wands. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, It's a really positive card. If this came up in a reading for somebody, I would say that it looks like that you're creating or whatever you're doing. looks like it's going well, (laughs) you know, or if you have an idea put it into action because this is what's going to happen. If you line it up well, if you get everything lined up. Okay. And what are your thoughts about the name of the card being virtue? Um, I think that I, I, all these words are always so kind of like misleading to me. Yes. You know? um, I don't really see that much of a correlation with virtue other than, everything just seems to be in alignment, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about that exact creative force, the trilogy, and that's what's virtuous because when you're out there creating in alignment the correct way, it's a good virtue to have. I don't know, maybe that's a stretch, but what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I was really confused about the word virtue because it just made it seem like almost... I just wasn't getting that feeling from it, but looking at it now, I'm still not getting that feeling, but I'm thinking maybe you have the 10, you have the three, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe there's just a purity there and that is the the virtue that they're talking about. The purity yeah. of the intersecting wands, the purity of the the petals or the the star, because it honestly, if you cut this in half, it would be perfect. It would be almost exactly the same on both sides. Going from the symbol up at the top, the little uh, bullseye to the V at the bottom, if you cut it right down the center there, it literally looks like the same. Oh, yeah, it's like a mirror image. So maybe there's like a, you know, because everyone says like patience is a virtue, but maybe it's like they've gotten everything all lined up to the point of 
and and being patient and having that self-control to be able to pursue the things that they want to do. Yeah, it's that balance. And it's like giving that direction of this is the correct thing. Correct in quotes. Yeah, I mean, I guess virtuous would also be truthful. You know, maybe it has to do with true. And because in the meaning of the word true is right, it is also like balance. Mm-hmm. Could be that, too. I think we it's we like machine gun that we got some of the meaning in there at least. We're good. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I still think that we should put off our dive into astrology because I was listening back and I agree that it's nice to do a little update of what we have going on each week and not to feel so rushed. Um, but I I do want our listeners to know that we are planning on doing a special additional episode um, or at least two, uh, one of Brandon giving me a reading and one of me giving him a reading. And so you'll get to to hear that um, sometime soon, which I think is really exciting. And then next week we'll be talking about the four of wands. Yeah. The four of wands. All right, everybody. Um, I think what we're due too is cause we have a couple of patrons. Um, oh, so we'll put them up on the, I don't know if it's because of it. Well, it's just at the comedy LOL. There's a couple, I don't know if they're ours or what, but, but still that's great. I mean, obviously it's, but so I'll put them up the readings up for them first so if you want to get the readings right away just go to our patreon and that you can do at comedylol.com forward slash patreon forward slash patreon or you just click on it on our uh, page on the comedy lol and you could donate to us a couple bucks every month and it helps out mm-hmm. so uh and you can also support us by going to uh the comedy lol there's an amazon link to your shopping there and that helps us out too um is there anything else you want to talk about before we end this episode no, there's not, I don't think. All right. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not, it's not like you were thinking about it. You're like, ah, maybe. Um, 7-Eleven is an inside job. No. All right, everybody. Um, if you, uh, I think we did everything. Yeah, go to Comedy LOL. And until next weekend, uh, or next week, stay terrible. Yeah, that was a bad one. That ending was weird. All right. Bye. <laughs> Awkward. It was terrible. Comedy LOL Podcast Network.